All right, welcome in. Good afternoon. We appreciate you all hanging with us. Myself, Eric Linquist, Mike Awesome Yo is producing, and Jack Market is providing all of the information, the insight, the analysis, the data on Awesomeo, where we're going to now merge the two and give you an opportunity to match your first deposit up to $50 with our promo code Awesomeo. But before we can even have you actualize that promo into something, we need to give you the man who's going to help facilitate a lot of money being made on jock market tonight. And that, of course, is Eric Linquist, E in the house. What's happening, my brother? What's up, fellow E, my dude? Good to see you. I always look forward to our shows together. Uh, you know, we get to do a little pop culture on the front end, a little NFL during the show, probably just talk crap to each other after the show. That's generally how it works with you Philly people. Yeah, and now Mike here is in the house, too, on, on this side of broadcast. So we keep adding Philadelphia. You guys probably thought, like, this is going to be it. You had enough to deal with Lofi. He takes up all of your attention <laughs> as is and, and then just keep adding more Philadelphians, more Philadelphians. And I'm the worst kind. I'm somebody who migrated here like 20, 25 years ago from an even more obnoxious city in New York. So you can imagine how much it's just combined and made me the awful person that I am today. How did you get to be so likable out of those circumstances? I mean, it's a there's a nature versus nurture argument, and you're kind of the living embodiment of it. So I guess uh, you you definitely surpass the nurture aspect. So well done by you. Maybe I'm just a better actor than you think, my friend. Oh well, there's that there's that option from one to another. Uh, well, that's why I'm being you. That's the thing. <laughs> that's why I appeal to you there. All right, man. Well, we're here to make some money for people. We have a Thursday night show. To or game, pardon me, to look at. And then we'll shift into this weekend as we do. We kind of break things up a lot. So, and, and let's start as far as this being a game that I think, honestly, when you have an overall view of the slate, Eric, we do have to factor in that the Jets are miserable. They are coming off a humongous victory. At the same time, the Colts aren't that great of a football team either. But with an expectation coming in 10, 10 and a half, as far as the spread is concerned, we see this all the time on short week games on Thursday night, where maybe it's a quarter, maybe it's a half where you can start taking advantage of game circumstances that are counter to like a pregame spread. So I don't know if this may be a game that offers a lot of opportunity post kick as we do so much, take advantage of that on jock market. Oh, contraire, my friend. Really? Uh did you see Mr. Mike White play football last week? Yes. I just don't think that there's a duplication of that week to week. I don't either. But what I think that there is, is that we're going to see a pretty condensed target share on the jet side of the football. I think we kind of know exactly where the football is going to be going towards the Colts. But for me, it comes down to some of the goal line situations for both teams. I think it's wide open where you could be looking at some of that productivity and you know, you get into a goal line situation and Mo Alley Cox becomes much more viable if they're in the red zone at the 15, 20 yard line. I think that there's investment opportunities there. I think we can be looking at a spot where if they end up bringing in a goal line back, somebody that isn't Michael Carter there uh, towards, you know, the end of a, a quarter, you could be looking at a situation where that could be a little bit more profitable in game scripts. We could be seeing, I have no idea how to peg this game script. All I know is that Vegas opened this at 10 and a half and I wanted to be all over the Jets side of the football for that. I don't think on a short week, anybody should be close to 
10, 11, 12 point favorites. It's just such an unpredictable kind of manner. So I'm willing to embrace all the variants, but I think that there might be some more opportunities than what you think, just based on the location of the football and where it's going to be in some of these circumstances and buying shares then more so than just saying, oh, well, you know, such and such is doing well or such and such is doing poorly. I'm going to invest or sell. Yeah, so as far as, let's just look at it ahead of time, right? And, And look at where we have, our own projections mapped up with where Jack Market has everybody pre-IPO. Is there somebody that you've looked at where the balance makes sense right there at the top? You mentioned Mike White, but I don't know how confident you are to place your money, your hard-earned money in the pre-IPO on Mike White based off of a short week and the fact that you hadn't, you probably didn't pick him out of a lineup before last week. Uh, no, I did not. I, I certainly did not. And, you know, we have our single game. So if you head over to the site, if you're an Osmo Plus member, you're able to see the single game projections that we have. So it's very strange to see a quarterback fifth on the board. Uh, quarterbacks, they have pretty even distributions that we have for them. Mike White, you know, obviously last week he led the entire NFL in passing for the week. I mean, he just did some ridiculous things but he's only projected for 14.95 points over on jock market for today. Michael Carter, higher owned, and then, or sorry, a higher projection. And then Michael Pittman, Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor, the three you would expect all coming in higher projected as well. So for me, it really comes down to if this team, if these, if these Colts really get off to a hot start, Mike White's playing hurry up. I mean, he's shown the ability to just go out there and chuck it now after one week. And, you know, now an NFL team has a full week to prepare for him has the opportunity to go after him and, and has some of his tendencies, perhaps some of the things that the Jets went out and game planned for. This is still a two and five Jets team. They're not good, but they have the opportunity, I think, to put up some fantasy points given the game script. And, you know, obviously these guys on the top end from the Colts, sure, they're going to be very highly projected, but I'm, am I expecting a repeat performance from Mike White? No, but in the event that this is something where Vegas is saying 10 points, I got to be thinking that there's some passing volume that's there. There are two guys to look at beyond Carson Wentz, and, and we can kind of sandwich all three of them together because these are going to be the guys, especially if you believe, even if it's not covering a 10.5-point spread, that the Colts are going to be winning this game and maybe even in command, depending on what happens in the second half. And that's Taylor Pittman and, of course, the quarterback. But looking at our own projections, it is Taylor Wentz and Pittman. And whenever we have multiple guys, if it's two or more guys that are this tight, that there's, I guess, less volatility, right, or chance that it could be one mm-hmm. guy moving away from the pack. Does that make Pittman then a little more appealing, especially where we have his projected value at just over $14? Yeah, Pittman's a hard guy for me to get a gauge on. Last week, I wasn't super high on him on DFS sites around the industry. He was extremely popular. He had an advantageous price tag, but he ended up paying off by two touchdowns in the first eight minutes of that football game absolute tilt fest and he's somebody that i i think in this game environment is probably well suited to to go nuts the rest of the receiving court isn't very strong for the colts so i i feel confident that he's going to be kind of the go-to guy but i don't know how much they're going to need to i don't know how much they're going to need to be throwing and airing it out trust me after right. last week you know as an eagles fan they want to take the air out of the football with carson wentz as many times as you possibly can because left to his own devices the guy screws up And you just kind of don't want to give him that opportunity. You have Jonathan Taylor, the number six PFF graded uh, running back here through the season. 
a guy that his time Wisconsin was an absolute bell cow. He's been a bell cow here uh, in the NFL off to a slow start where people were freaking out after his rookie season. And then he just came to fruition here. I feel pretty confident that it's going to be a lot of Jonathan Taylor in this spot. He played 74% in the snaps against Tennessee, even in the loss there in a game where he's going to be a positive game script. You got to be thinking that Hines is going to be staying on the side of the field quite a bit. So I'm feeling pretty confident that Michael Pittman might be a buy low simply because the, the surrounding, uh, the surrounding talk and narrative that you're going to have for Carson Wentz here. I just don't think they're going to want to give him every opportunity to screw up like last week. What's your, and, and this is what I would say, and it's a response with a question, but what are your thoughts on where we have it projected? The total is anywhere from 45 to 45 and a half. It's projected as is on a short week, Thursday night. Usually that stuff is taken into account and we'll still mm -hmm. see a, a 50 to 52. Do you like going, if you like going under that total, then I think that there's a far less path, right? Or a far less pathways, pardon me, to success for multiple people outside of Wentz or Taylor. And that means like, it's a far less chance that Pittman and Taylor are going to feast tonight if you're looking at this as like a 32 to 34 point total game. Right. And I think that's what you were alluding to at the top of the show where, you know, trying to find some of the value might be difficult, but that's where I think you can start looking at the game script. And I'm not just saying reacting to, you know, if, obviously if Michael Pittman or Jonathan Taylor get dinged up, you want to have Naheem Hines. You want to have guys like Zach Pascal is going to be yeah. on the field, an absolute freak ton with T.Y. Hilton out. Uh, even going down to guys that are getting some projection like Jack Doyle around the goal line, you know, uh, Mo Ali Cox, the obvious goal line. He, he basically only runs routes when they're by the goal line. So, you know, if they start getting to that direction, maybe I'll take some shots on it then. Uh, I don't know how confident I feel buying shares of him on the front end of it. So I see what you're saying by, by some of that, but we got to be able to kind of react to, to some of the game script aspects of what's going to happen here too. Ashton Doolin is somebody that I'm shocked by our projection on him right now, 8.36, $5.83 fair value over on jock market. He ends up being just behind Zach Pascal. He's actually what the eighth highest projected player. He's above T uh, above Ty Johnson, above Denzel Mims, above Naheem Hines, above Mo Ali Cox, guys like that. You know, if, if they end up being like, it wouldn't surprise me if Carson Wentz went out and screwed up against the jets, the jets for all intents and purposes have a better defense above expectation. It's their offense that's been struggling and that's why they're two and five. But uh, I got to be thinking also that, that, Having a guy like that, Ashton Doolin, who's projecting out so well for us, that might be a buy low spot. Just, you know, if they're if it's a close game, if it's a neutral game, which generally happens more so than not on these Thursday night games or these short week games, I think you could be looking at some value. So speaking of which, let's combine those two points, which is close game, mm -hmm. tight game, finding value, especially right now ahead of the IP ahead of the IPO into the kick. And that go feeds into a question from Patrick on the chat. Patrick Reed, how about Pascal over here instead of Pittman? And, and I think it speaks to what you were saying on, on a more global standpoint, which is if you believe that this game is close for three, three and a half quarters, then chances are that while Taylor's going to get his touches on the ground and even a little bit in the passing game, Carson Wentz, more of a chance, right, that he's going to be throwing mm -hmm. the football, looking to throw the football if they're only up three or if they're down four, something along those lines, Eric, right, mm -hmm. as opposed to it like, oh, it's a 13, 14-point game in the third quarter. They just extended it to a 17-point lead. Chances are that Zach Pascal's window of succeeding has closed significantly. 
Yeah, I, I think that that's probably a good way of looking at it. Um, I mean, I'd be more inclined if they're going to be passing it around. I want to be kind of invested in Zach Pascal more if they're in kind of a negative game script, finding some opportunities. Because, I mean, 15 targets last week in an overtime win. We can't, like Michael Pittman, that's a ton of volume for him. He's he's generally been a guy. I mean, we've only seen double-digit targets for him two other weeks coming into that. So three of the three of the eight weeks that they've played so far, their buy isn't until week 14, by the way. I mean, not wow. that that really matters, but they're just kind of, uh, they're playing a lot of games in a row here coming up. We'll, we'll just put it that way. And so we're looking at, at Michael Pittman Jr. being a guy that they're going to rely on quite a bit, regardless of the game script. But in the event that they're down a little bit, I kind of want to get more shares of the of the passing volume there. I want to be getting to him. If they're down by multiple scores or if they're down, you know, 10, so that would be multiple scores. Naheem Hines really does become a little bit more interesting. He obviously didn't play a whole lot here, but uh, coming off of a short week, maybe they do kind of reduce some of the volume for Jonathan Taylor. That's just something you're going to have to wait and see because for, for what I'm thinking in my mind, it just, it makes all the sense in the world that they're just going to be ground and pound with him in this spot, especially coming off of Carson Wentz, basically losing them the game last week. There's something to that. I know we're going to flip to the main slate here. And again, Patrick, we appreciate it. Anybody else who has any mm -hmm. thoughts, questions, concerns, wants Eric's insight on Thursday night or the Sunday night preview here on Jock Market, hit us up, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe, and please take advantage of our match code on Jock Market, Awesomeo. You put in 50 bucks. We're going to match that 50 bucks as well. Let's look at this really quick on the way out. And you mm -hmm. mentioned it as far as Heinz. He definitely is going to jump to it because it's not going to be Pascal or Mo Ali Cox really in, in the event of the blowout. And mm -hmm. I don't think that you can really and justifiably so talk about, well, what happens if the Jets blow the Colts out? But <laughs> even if it's Jonathan Taylor on the ground breaking a couple of big runs against the defense that's probably coming off one of their biggest highs in their career coming off of that win last week against the Bengals. At that point, it's Heinz. Do you even take a risk with Mac or somebody like that at the bottom of where we have our projections? That would be kind of a reaction to an in injury, I think. And, you know, again, I don't want to talk up and speculate or say, hey, this person's going to get hurt and we want to be looking at that direction. But that's just kind of a fact of what it's going to be is that somebody gets dinged up. You want to get their backup and you want to be able to get to them. If they're up 21, that might be another opportunity to go and get Mac. You might get some more ground and pound in that uh, kind of a place where they're just come again. It's a short yeah. week. So I think more things are on the table than are not for the backups. I think you could be getting a couple carries here and there for Marlon Mack here. I mean, it was 75% of the snaps in a close game. Obviously they're not going to bring Marlon Mack out there in a must win kind of spot like last week. I mean, they, they absolutely needed to go for that W and, and didn't end up getting it. But uh, I'm looking at guys like that as basically reactions to injuries, reactions to game script, reactions to a multiple score game where you really want to be getting down there. Uh, before we move on to anything else, though, the one guy I do want to make a case for, for super value from the Jets side specifically is Keelan Cole. Yeah, uh, We saw back in his Jacksonville days, he can be a serviceable, serviceable wideout. Mims is starting to get reduced a little bit here. They're by, uh, they're by week six. 
And since then, 40% and then 65% of the offensive snaps against Cincinnati in that game. It seems like a guy that might be getting relied on a little bit more here. Five targets, three receptions there in that spot. A decent enough uh, blocker in the running game, too. A guy that Keelan Cole could definitely surpass expectations. And that definitely shows up in our projections. Uh, Right now, 6.73 projection on him. But only $3.27 for a fair IPO price. That kind of insinuates that I think he's going to go a little bit overlooked. Him and Ashton Doolin look like the two guys that I bet you're going to get as value pieces on the board. And I think as long as this game stays intact, where both teams are going to try to be throwing a little bit here and there, they both make really nice buy low spots. All right, my friend, let's do it here and shift into this weekend. And just looking as far as where we have from accommodation, and we keep telling you, go to Osimo, where we have all of jock markets projections, where we have value as well for a player in the free IPO. And then of course, as we keep telling you with jock market, you can take full advantage of game scripts as they evolve, as they happen once games kick off. So as far as projections are concerned, it's going to be similar across the board, but specifically for jock market, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Cooper cup, right up there, Jalen hurts as well. So we start to look at some value here where maybe that price is under or maybe it's just somebody like, I don't know if you're even in the trust Patrick Mahomes realm here by any means, but just <laughs> starting at the top to where we have projected value combo with their points. Are you looking at an Allen or Jackson or, or maybe trying to maneuver to a position player? So QB on jock market always ends up being a spot you want to be invested if you can. Um, they're not going to be the guys that are super volatile. Uh, obviously, Jalen Hurts was a major disappointment last week. Uh, you had a, a Philadelphia team that just blew the doors off of Detroit, and you still got nothing out of him. But that's going to happen. It happened to Lamar Jackson the week before it, where, you know, again, they blew the Chargers doors off, and he didn't get there whatsoever because it was, you know, a combination of running backs, and it was a combination of running backs for Philly here as well. Yeah. I, I think that at least in this spot, I'm looking at getting invested into Jalen Hurts against the Chargers. The Chargers have been very gettable on the ground. Their defense hasn't been nearly as good as what I was expecting it to be underneath Brandon Staley from the get-go. They've now had back-to-back just pivotal losses uh, in order to try to keep pace here. AFC West, you want to get as much separation away from the Chiefs, who can definitely go on a run at any moment here. I still expect Philly to be able to get some stuff done against the Chargers. This has the highest total of the entire main slate. I like getting to Jalen Hurts a little bit more than Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, especially if the public sentiment is that he was just disappointing last week and they don't take into effect all of the circumstances around it. Yeah, so how much of the cost of of what we have projected for the difference of Jackson and really Allen at the top? Because I'm with you where the game script here is going to call for a tighter game, one that he's going to throw more. I think to keep mm-hmm. up with the Chargers, Justin Herbert's hand injury aside, but we ha- the value that we have for Hertz is just under ten dollars. But that's a significant difference, right, between the eleven plus or even twelve plus for Allen. Right, and you, everything you just alluded to is kind of expressed on our NFL Advanced Stats page. We have game script adjusted, adjusted rush percentage. It basically clips out the extremes when a team's up majorly on one side or another. Obviously, if you're up a lot, you generally are running. If you're down a lot, you're passing the entire time. But we're looking at what happens in more of the neutral circumstances. And Baltimore is number one in terms of running the football. Obviously, having a quarterback who's really, really good at running the football helps with that. And that definitely is going to help his fantasy profile. But 
you know, I, I don't know if Latavius Murray ends up being active. I would think that regardless, they're still going to be trying to get things done on the ground here. And I don't know. I, I feel like considering he'll be, it'll be either him or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, some combination of those three, I think are going to end up being the most expensive players that you can get on jack market. There's not as much of a ceiling for what they can really achieve for you. If Jalen Hurts falls to like fourth, fifth, sixth in terms of the quarterback priority, even Tua Tagovailoa is sitting there at fifth. I very highly doubt that he's going to be the fifth most invested player on the main slate at any position. So for me, if I'm looking at quarterbacks and I'm trying to get that $25 per share for a first place or something that I'm able to react to live and get some shares in the pre-IPO phase and then sell them later on, I'm targeting a guy more like Jalen Hurts, who I don't think has the same public sentiment coming off of last week. People react to what they just saw. People might be down on Patrick Mahomes, but considering Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, I expect to go one, two. I just don't know if there's a huge ceiling for your investment there. There's more downside than upside in those kind of spots. So I'm more willing to inherit a little bit of risk by going to the guys like Hurts, Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, even down there. They all make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, Tua we have is the eighth highest projected player on the entire slate on jock market. But if you look, you mentioned Herbert, so there's at least 40 cents. And he's actually fifth on the main slate. So we have a couple primetime games uh, in the projections page that end up sandwiched between it. And so we have the Rams games that, so Cooper Cup's above him, Matthew Stafford, but they're all in the in the primetime slate. So we want to make sure, again, one of the nice things is that you're able to kind of sort it by the slates that you're playing, be able to look at all the projections and that's all available to you guys at jock market. (laughs) So that makes it a little bit cleaner, but yeah, a couple of those games for the primetime might not not necessarily be there available for jock market. Just want to throw that out there because it's available on the other tabs, um, but it's not available on the jock market tab. No, it's, it's hilarious. It's like the live infomercial where watch out for that button there on the blender. Like, cause I'm just <laughs> burning away on something that, I, no, yes, I, I, I got you. I got you. You did. Thank you. No, I appreciate it, the it's, it's, on you're but, welcome. I I'm your safety net. Thank you. Car falls into this category as well, where you see, and, and again, if you believe in the bounce back for Kyler Murray, there's definitely, I, I mean, I, I would think that if there's a bounce back narrative, that you're willing to follow. Granted, it's a divisional game. They're on the road. It's a ridiculously short line under two points for Arizona. But if you believe that it's a week to week matchup to matchup bounce back week for here, Murray, you can get him insanely cheap and just you'd have to kick a little bit higher to, you know, five to six points north of, of our projections to compete. But you know it. If he's on, that's a hell of a play right there. Yeah, it, Kyler Murray's a monster. I mean, that would make sense there. Um, I, again, I don't think that he's available on the main slate. I, I don't believe that he oh, is. Geez. No, he's not going right. to be there. It's okay. You're still loved. You're you're still lovely. And, you know, again, it's it's listed I all there can't... in bulk. Right. No, you're just fine. So, I mean, I'm looking at that as a spot where, yeah, Kyler Murray's somebody you want to be invested in for some of the evening festivities there on Sunday night, Monday night. Uh, they have standalone slates at Jock Market 2 for those. Just like we talked about the Thursday night games, they're going to have things for those markets that are open for you. So take advantage of that. Make sure that you're ch- uh, checking uh, what specific slate it's going to be listed on. But um, for me, the two guys that I really want to talk about from the main slate are Taysom Hill and Jordan Love. So both of those guys, there are so many unknowns. And you're going to know very, very early whether or not one of these guys is is not operational 
they are two guys that I am willing to inherit all the risk in the world, not just in DFS sites for tournaments, but there's rushing upside with both. There is a, a bunch of passing volume. They're both going to be, uh, you know, kind of looked at as, as underdogs, not necessarily being the guys in this spot. I love Taysom Hill uh, in terms of when he's the only quarterback back there. It definitely suppresses some of Alvin Kamara's expected production, but he's somebody that passes a little bit above expectation. 37, 38 passing attempts in his last two starts that he appeared uh, before, you know, the, the reins got switched back over to Brees. And we can hate him all we want for, for being a vulture at the goal line for Alvin Kamara. But when it comes to investing in him as a standalone quarterback, I like him a lot, lot more. And then Jordan Love, he has all the best skill position players you could possibly ask for on the offensive yep. side. Aaron Jones, extremely serviceable. Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the NFL when healthy and ready to go. So I think that both of them are in positions to succeed around great head coaches with great offensive schemes. So I'm going to trust them more than I'm not coming Sunday. I love it, man. I, I And especially steering us back to the main slate. Well done, sir. I don't know why subconsciously <laughs> I keep trying to go back to the prime time. Again, you're fun. We appreciate everybody hanging with us by all means and take advantage again of our promo code awesome on jock market, a W E S C M O. Thank Eric on Twitter at Eric Linquist at Shander show for me at, uh, well, thanks Mike. Awesome. Yo as well there for producing the show. And again, we'll see you next week. Thanks again to everybody out there for hanging with us. Thumbs up, subscribe on your way up. That's all we ask. Have a great night.